This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. When I'm on my way to drop off the kids at school and I'm on about five hours of sleep and I haven't had my coffee yet, I'm truly one of a kind. Yeah, this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. It is. But there is one thing I can do immediately to bring some comfort and calm to the situation and keep me moving forward. Eat Keebler Sandies. I like to think that if the good-looking guy was still around, sitting on the couch, comforting himself about not getting into college, he'd ditch the Cocoa Puffs and down some Keebler Sandies instead. Mixed with chocolate syrup? Ooh, why not? When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat to keep you going. Each Keebler Sandy shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for Keebler Sandy shortbread cookies to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303 mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Welcome back. We're doing a real deep dive here with Lauren Lapkus on episode number 107, Grandma Was a Rolling Stone. This episode is a little bit of a doozy, so seatbelt yourself in uh, and welcome back to the show, Lauren Lapkus. Okay, so we see Carrie Russell in the backyard and her mound of hair. Stunning. <laughs> Stunning. She Un- puts you to shame, Danielle. Unbelievable. I thought, I thought maybe they can't have to ping on this episode because there's just too much hair. <laughs> too much Honestly, hair. Honestly, <laughs> from that too would much make shirts sense. to too much hair. In one episode. <laughs> I didn't remember. I don't. I remember when Carrie Russell then cut her hair when she was on Felicity. Oh my and God, it was, that was a huge. huge deal. It made and the news. It was the it was on the news. And and then watching this episode, I was like, yeah, that's newsworthy. I can't believe she cut that. I yeah. honestly, I can't either. I was looking at it going, if I had that hair, well, I think I would look insane. But if I had that hair, <laughs> I could take over the world. It's like amazing hair. <laughs> it really she just, is. And she's so cute. I mean, it's, it's it's just like you automatically are like, oh, that's he must go out with her. You can't not go <laughs> out with her. He must. <laughs> and by the way, what a cute couple. I know. Oh, super geez. cute. <laughs> I, I remember almost nothing about her except that she was so nice to me. I mean, she could tell this was like my, she'd been in the business forever. She'd done a bunch of stuff. This was like my sixth episode and we would sit in between scenes. I remember we would sit, we were at the Disney lot at the time and our trailers were outside and we would sit on the, the, um, the curb and we'd talk about music and we talked about, but I mean, she was just like, she kept me chill kind of the whole week. And maybe that's one of the reasons I was more relaxed during this episode, Mm. but I distinctly just remember how nice a human being she was. She was great. Did you have any sort of crush on her? 
Of course I had a crush on her. She's Carrie Russell. But I never like never tried to like hit on her or do anything inappropriate. But it was but I mean, it's hard not Did to she be have near a boyfriend? somebody. I honestly I don't remember. Did you I have, have no a girlfriend? Idea. Were you dating Nikki Cox at this point? Uh maybe. You may have been dating Nikki because Nikki I had just been, been on the episode. I may have been dating Nikki. I have no idea. And dating is put in quotes, by the way, is 15-year-old dating. Um, but right. but again, 16. it was 16. <laughs> She was 15. I was 16. Um, gotcha. But yeah, it was, it was, uh, she was just, yeah, she was so sweet. I have no idea if she has a boyfriend or not, but she was, she was so nice to me and very easy to work with and, and was like kind of running me through the, what certain things in the script meant, which we'll get into in the later scene. <gasps> oh, you'll I see, can't wait to hear You'll that. see because she translated something for me in a very funny way that always stuck with me. So oh, I can't wait. We will get to that in a, in a later scene. Okay, All right, so, so Will does this incredible leap over the fence. Yep. So can I talk about this scene really quickly? Yeah. Because yeah. it looks great and it's awesome. And I was terrible. We did this scene. By this point, the audience had left. We had shot really? the scene once or twice badly. It was not this oh. take. And Michael was like, let's move on while the audience is here. Then he got rid of the audience and we shot this scene over and over and over again. And I could not get it right. I and it was because of you or was it because, because of, of me? Lily? It was totally me. I was, oh. he didn't think I was big enough. I wasn't doing it right. I, so... Certain that feels he horrible, me, by the it's, way. It does. Like, and the whole crew is waiting on <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, and he's like, notice. You can't you understand what things. you're not doing that needs to be done. Like, and I, I, didn't I know get I'm it. not doing it, but I don't know why. Don't do this. Don't do that. So if you notice, I, the first, so in this scene, I hop over the fence and then I reach for her and you see me pull my arm back. And it's because in the takes before, Michael's like, don't touch her. You would never touch her. You would never jump over the fence and then just touch her. So you watch me. I go, I like make a laugh and I go to reach for her and I shoot my hand back. So it's like, this brought me right back to shooting this thing where I was just wow, like, Wow, so you oh, actually remember those individual oh, beats. Dude, I, this, this scene is burned into my brain because it was, again, focused on me, audience gone. I can't get it. Jeff Sherman, who's one of the writers and producers of the show, still remembers the scene. He's like, oh, I remember you that night. And so we're sitting there and I'm doing it and I'm doing it over and over again. And then comes the bag tossing. And mm-hmm. I've now tossed the bag 10 times. Mm. Well, and the bag I just toss is so it. good. This is crazy that it was a challenge. It, but I had, that's the thing. So the last time I did it. Because you hadn't made the sound before, I huh? added the sound, which I'd yes, never done will. before. I went, let me <laughs> toss. Who's it? And if you listen to that the That is the laughs, most Will Friedle moment. It, oh, dude. It's so, like, that is the thing that Will will do. Like, if you, if you tell him to throw a bag and throw it, and it's funny, and it's kind of funny, but then Will will just add that little thing this that makes weird. it. It's perfect. I knew, when I heard it, I was like, that was Will. That was not in the script. And There's no doubt in my mind. It, 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 well, that's the thing. You hear a huge laugh under a ginormous laugh. Yeah. The ginormous laugh is fake. They added that the audience is gone. It's the machine. But if you listen, you can hear all the producers and the directors guffawing. Yes. And that's when I knew I had had it. And right after that, I go to reach for her again and I pull my arm back again. Like, nope, still can't touch her. Wow. Still can't touch her. But I, We got to go frame of, by frame on this. I know. <laughs> I, mean, I need to watch this back. And you can hear, I mean, in my head, yeah. I can hear the difference between the fake laugh track and them actually laughing. And that was the tuning fork I was talking about where it's like, oh, that's the huge laugh. Like I felt it was so natural. And that scene is what changed the whole thing for me. Like changed the whole show for me was that scene at probably one o'clock in the morning because we're all adults. There were no kids in the scene. No, is so, it Lily in the scene? <clears throat> no, she. we'd shot her out. So by that okay. point, oh, so I that's what you just, filmed in front of the audience. You used exactly. the, you used the Lily takes from the audience shoots, yeah. and then all that the makes stu- sense. Yeah, yeah exactly. Makes sense. And then there's the rest is just Carrie and myself and Bill there at like midnight or whatever, and we finally got that scene. Well, and like Lauren said, Carrie breaks, and I not knowing that that was, I thought that was like part of it that she as the character was also laughing at Eric, but now knowing that you added that, it was probably a real break. It might, maybe, I don't know. It, but looked, it, was, it looked like there was some authenticity to that, to me. That's that really a, cute. That was a great scene. That was a very important scene for me. And well, one you know, that it's funny just I, burned into my head. One of the things I wrote down is that this scene isn't, it, it's one of the first times uh, that it isn't, the this, this scene is entirely dependent on your performance. Do you know what I mean? Like the story of the scene is that you are 
flailing or that you are performing, like even when you're doing your gritted teeth thing, like this is one of those scenes where it doesn't work unless right. you perform at this level. Oh my you God, know? I'm um, retroactively nervous. Thank you. Um, <laughs> It's true though. We were still we were still all finding ourselves as actors. Yeah. I mean, I, we've talked about it. The only person who and we've said this before, Ryder, and, and you don't agree, but it's true. The only person who seemed to know what they were doing and have their character down from the second they stepped on set was you. Yeah. The rest of us were still tr- trying to figure it out, and you were Sean from word one of the pilot. So it was like they didn't know what Sean was, but you already had that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it was, we're still flailing as we go. And I can look at me and go, oh, I got it there. Whereas you, I was like, yeah, Ryder already knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. So Lee was another one who kind of yeah. right from the yep. right from the get knew what he like had his character, Bill. Um, you know, the rest of us, I was just, I was floundering around. So this was an important one for me. So mm-hmm. in the scene, uh, if Morgan is there. She does her little lines to try and get uh, Jessica to go out with, with Eric and Morgan convinces Eric to take her to the carnival with Jessica. And Feeney says, um, you know, that you should probably invite me. And so (laughs) Eric reluctantly invites Feeney and Feeney says he'd rather have gum surgery than go to the carnival. And (laughs) which was kind of dark. There was like a moment where the camera like followed him. Like it was sort of like not how it typically looks. Like it kind of like followed him as he said the joke and he like left the scene. And I was like, whoa, he does not want to (laughs) go. It just got real. Everything just got real. Driving that point home, he does not want to go. So then we're back in the kitchen, and Corey and Amy have made four batches of muffins. Corey says they should call the police in case something bad happened to Grandma. He's worried about her. And Amy says she has known Grandma for a long time, and there is something that Corey should know. And Corey then realizes that Grandma is not coming to get him. Mm -hmm. And... Then Corey says it's not a big deal. It's just a stupid road trip. And Amy suggests that Corey calls his best bud, Sean. Corey then says, yes, I'll call my best bud, Sean. And now exactly what we had talked about in the previous episodes, the best bud, this is my go-to guy, has now been well-established. You guys I think maybe this is where I got my last name. Yes, Mrs. Hunter. Yeah, because would, has Feeney ever called me out in class? Because that would be the only time that we would have heard my last name. I don't think he has. I know he said Mr. Matthews, Ms. Lawrence, and no, didn't yeah, didn't he say Mr. Mr. Hunter and Mr. Minkus when they both slapped their heads like they're now they're the they're teamed up. He oh. must have, right? He wouldn't he have said Sean have. and... Well, I'm trying to remember, what did it say on the script page? Did it say Sean or did it say Sean Hunter? Because remember, the first Sean. page of a script was always, it had the characters' names and then the actor playing them. Um, and then you'd get to oh, the guest cast and it would be breakdown. TBD. Yeah. So on the first page of the script, it would always said all the characters and the actors playing them. And like, I think I my name was like the fourth or fifth one in that list. But did I it say remember. our last names? Yeah. I don't remember it either. Did. I don't. It did? It said our last names, It right? said our last names, yeah. So I think Sean Stuart Hunter might have Minkus, always been Sean Hunter. Hunter. Yeah, you probably right. were always. Because it's right, because he was Stuart Lemke when we, when we first started. We talked about that. Yes. Yeah. Lemke, right? So uh, I think... I do think it was probably in there, but this may, maybe it was one of the first times you heard it out loud on the show yeah. instead of knowing yeah. it just privately what your name was. It's funny, like a little bell went off in my head in, in this scene. I think it was that at the time I remember be getting a last name. Like I remember it being exciting, that, like, oh, I'm, or maybe it was just that I was excited that I was referred to as the best friend. So I knew that, you that know, it might have more work for me. But yeah. Now, my question was they obviously hadn't established your family life, but going forward, I could never remember because they switched it. You're. Chet was always gone and you always lived with your mom or Sean's mom was always gone and he always lived with his dad? It's both. It's both. It goes both ways because there are times I I think basically my dad abandoned me because he was a traveling salesman and I was always with my mom. But then my mom literally left our lives. Right, right, right. Okay. And and bailed on me. And I don't know if that's until my teens or when that happens. But right. So at this point, I could be living with my mom and Stacey. My yeah, sister. your sister Stacy. And your sister. My it's imagine. a like and a lovely household somewhere that then dissolves in a few episodes. Yes. Yeah, but and then I, my half brother, my do, two half brothers. The the storyline that your mom left your family is definitely the one that um, resonated the most to me because I when he says, "Oh, Mrs. Matthews," my first thought was, "Oh, his mom's around in this opening <laughs> me, part." Me, because we did whole episodes about her coming back. Yeah. I think we did. That's we, what it was. We, we, I thought um, the same I forget thing. Who guest starred, but because we, I think we ended up having two different moms, didn't I? Two different actresses. I don't know. I had three moms. Yeah, so. I was going to say three dads everybody? and two moms. Yeah, everybody had multiple parents on the show wow. except for the Matthews. Speaking of moms, because we've talked about 
the first few episodes, we, we've harped many times, and rightfully so, and we could do it again with this episode, about how good Rusty is. Oh, He's my gosh. amazing. So but good. Betsy is really good in this episode. So good. Yes. yes. Uh, she's great, and I don't think we talk about that enough because she does anchor. I mean, a lot of the things we've talked about, they, they've really given her the domestic role, which, again, nothing wrong with that, but she always seems to be in the kitchen or cooking something or something like that. But she is really, really good in this episode. No. Yeah, she really is. And I, I thought the way we touched on it earlier, but I thought the way even she approaches this, listen, I've known your grandmother for a long time. Um, it, it didn't have the feeling of like, sit down, we need to talk. It had the feeling mm-hmm. of, listen, people are going to disappoint you sometimes. And yeah. grandma has a tendency to come and go. And this may be one of those times where you're disappointed. And it, it, it was like, a weighty message without feeling like you were drowning. Yeah, and it yeah. wasn't like the and also which we'll talk about later but the scene with the dad where it's that same thing. It wasn't like that sitcom moment where the music comes on and yeah. you get really sad and you feel bad about how your grandma doesn't care. It's like they framed it in such an interesting way. That I just thought that was really smart. And it felt like really authentic to life like some people are like this and that's yeah. okay. Like you could still yeah. love her. Yeah. No judgment really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Corey calls his best bud, Sean, Mrs. Matthews answer, Mrs. Hunter answers and says that, uh, Sean gone has fishing. gone fishing, which is great. That's Corey's a great little story dad. twist. I it think. was very cute. Um, and so Corey's I felt sad upset for Corey. I know. Well, he really, <laughs> he, he was really bummed by it. Like yeah. it was compared to, and maybe he was just projecting his, uh, his anger about the Cal Ripken thing onto that. But like, considering he had been so excited about Cal Ripken, he really seemed significantly more bummed about yeah. the fishing situation than he did about grandma. Well, well but like I think he, it's also his responsibility. You know, he, I, he forgot. Yeah. So he yeah. knows he that really there's forgot. no one he can blame but himself. Right. Yeah. That's what I love. It's like, it, it's so much worse that he just, cause I forgot. Like, I've (laughs) created this situation. I love that beat. True. It's not out of his control. It was totally in his control. So he just feels bad. Yeah. So we're in the backyard. Corey is sitting in his treehouse. Morgan, Eric, and Jessica are back from the carnival. Morgan is still feeding Jessica the lines that Eric has told her. Jessica asks who the signature is on Eric's arm. She seems a little jealous, flirty jealous. Jessica says it's obvious he used Morgan as date bait. And she said he didn't need to work so hard or really even at all. And they start kissing and Corey is watching from his treehouse. and Alan and Sean walk up behind them as this kissing is going on. Now, Will, Will's big yes. kiss. Yeah. this is your first on-screen kiss ever, Ooh, is ever. it not? God. It is. Did you guys ever. kiss during rehearsals? We did. Okay. And this is, so where, during she, this and is where she taught me... Uh, <laughs> Not to what put your tongue down. What the script meant? <laughs> yeah. No, just the oh, okay. opposite. Okay, I got because I know that, that's happened to people. <laughs> yeah, no, just yeah. So the, I will never forget this. The script says, "And they kiss." Dot dot dot. A good kiss. Oh my! I'll never forget that. And I said to <laughs> her, pressure. "What does that mean?" That's and without missing a beat, she went tongue. <gasps> the opposite. It was. It was. I'm I, that's, away. It was kind of. She said it tongue, tongue in cheek. Sorry. Um, hey. But that's exactly what I'll never forget that. I said, what does that mean? And she went tongue. And that's literally what the script said. Dot, dot, dot. A I'm good kiss. speechless. So it was, uh, yeah. So it's the it, difference between like a peck on the lips. Or, yeah. Like, she's you know, you know she's making it look Again, like she, a real kiss where you're moving your head around. In her case, yeah. that giant mound of hair, hair. Yeah. moving it around. That's she, kind of all you see. You don't really see the kiss. No. You just see. And, and again, there was no reason to French kiss. You didn't have to, but she knew the industry. She knew, she like, she knew what this meant. Cause we had talked about, it. I was like, this is my first on screen kiss. And the first run through, our teeth bumped. I've Ugh. talked about this before. Like oh, I moved rah, in rah, too rah. fast and I hit her teeth and I was like, that's it. I'm never kissing oh. anyone again. Like yeah. I just, I'm, I'm yeah. done. People I, don't realize just, how hard it is to just do everyday normal things as an actor. It's let literally alone something horrible. Like no, kissing. No. Everyone kissing is staring awful. at you. You've yeah. got all the producers and everyone's staring at you and it's Carrie Russell in front of you and our teeth bumped and then my whole, that's always in my head was like, oh Ugh. my God, I just smashed this poor woman's teeth with my own and I'm getting never kissing again and that was a good run as a lover and I'm done now but Um, I think I think you are lucky that she explained how to do it because that takes the pressure off you like because it's so uncomfortable and I and it's very uncomfortable for both people especially as kids to be like um 
how am I supposed to approach this? And I don't want to ask, like, how do you kiss? Or, you know, it's like, it's very, like, tough. And so she made it very easy for you just to say, that's okay, we're doing it this way. I started asking when I was about 18 and it was a girl a week, Ryder. We both went through this. We're just, that's your part now. You're going to kiss girl. It was like, I started asking what, like, how would you like to do this? Because it's just, it can, I mean, it's, it's creepy to, and when, you know, not to jump way ahead, but the scream episode where I'm kissing love, people are like, wow, it looks like you just jam your tongue down her throat. I was like, well, I did a for the joke and B, she was actually my girlfriend. Like she knew we were going to kiss, but if it's hi, it's nice to meet like Marguerite Moreau when she came on another wonderful actress and really nice person. It was like, we talked a little bit about it because it wasn't just like, hi, it's nice to meet you. Now I have to jump on you and throw my right. tongue down your throat. It's really creepy. So it was, and a lot of that is because of Carrie. Cause Carrie was like, this is what it means. This is what we'll do. And she kind of held my hand and walked me through it because it was, it's, was hugely uncomfortable. It was, it's just, everyone talks about that. Like, oh man, you got to kiss all these girls or you got to do all this. And it's like, it's not awesome. No, you think no. it's, you might think it is, but it really is horribly uncomfortable to do in front of yeah. an audience and hearing people go, woo, and all this. It's <laughs> really uncomfortable. Well, and chemistry is not, is something that like you can't, put your finger on. And just because they want you to have chemistry with someone doesn't mean you actually do have chemistry with somebody. And not everyone kisses the same. Not every, so like things. That's what I would say in response to what Will just said. Like there were times when it was fun, but totally there were other times when it wasn't. And it really just depended on the person. (laughs) It wasn't whether they were pretty or not. It was just literally that chemistry thing. Like there were times when I was like, I do not want to have to kiss this person again. Like it is awful. And then there are other times when you're like, oh, that was fine. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. also, we, we should seriously, we should at least address, because especially in this day and age, it needs to be talked about, the kind of power disparity, uh, disparity that's going on, because yeah. we're regulars regular. on the show. So we, we have a job, we know we're going to have a job, and here's somebody who's coming on who is a guest cast, and it's like, I'm going to do whatever the regular, because I don't want, so it, it puts, yeah. puts the actors in a position of saying, I'm not going to say, I don't young want you actress. to put your tongue down my, down my throat. You know what I mean? Puts the, puts the, right. the guest actors yeah. in a position, these, these young women coming in, having to say, I don't want you to put your tongue down my throat. And you're putting them in that position. And a lot of people at the time, especially, I don't know. It's just, it's weird. The whole situation is just bizarre. Well, that's why the role of an intimacy coordinator makes so much sense to me. Oh my God, yeah. I love that idea. I mean, I had never heard of that when we were, you know, we never, that never existed. And now it's become pretty standard on sets and I love it. I think that I've never worked with them personally, but I totally think that that's a, a, a necessary role. Uh, yeah. Because, it, you know, because you can't just trust that a, that a director or a producer is going to have the, you know, the wherewithal or the experience or the delicate tone or whatever is required morality, of that situation. Frankly. Or the morality. Right. There's a lot of different ways this could go. And I think having an, a, an, an assigned person just to, you know, navigate that with the actors is great. Um, and, yeah an essential role. But yeah, I mean, that's basically what we're talking about is the need for an intimacy coordinator. Lauren, yeah. what's your experience with on-screen kisses? Oh my God. I have I always thought I would never have to do it for some reason. And I've had to do so many crazy, crazy... <laughs> Isn't there an amazingly hysterical moment in Jurassic World though where you stop him from kissing yes. you? Yeah. That's yes. like one of my favorite beats. And he's oh, like, wait, wait, wait. That no, was very like, fun. No, no, no. Oh, okay. That's such a great <laughs> yeah, scene. You're totally. hysterical. That was very fun. But like the... I've had my first one was like a music video and it was like supposed to be really nasty like spit. So we had fake spit in our mouths that oh, was like tasted oh, really bad. Yeah, uh, okay. yeah, but it was still my first time doing it. So I was like, oh no. And then like it's like the spit dangling between the two people. It was just really rough. And oh, then yeah. wait, I'm sorry, was it I I I don't want to delve into that, but I have to. Yeah. Does it was it supposed to be funny or was it supposed to be sexy crazy? No, it's supposed to just be kind of like weird. Like it's okay. a it's a music video where like food is singing like there's just a lot going on like okay. I, it's okay. a they might be giants video like it's kind of like I, weird already the song is weird the music video is weird all of it's weird um, the and idea I was so excited to do spit. the video because I love that band but uh, yeah the kiss rough because you have to have this like it's like cherry flavor but not you know and I was like gagging. Really, and then you don't want to be gagging at someone that you're kissing. It's like, it's not, that's not polite. So oh God, I can't just, take my eyes off Danielle. Danielle's like, about to lose it. It's really it. it's disgusting. Awesome. It's like the idea is really, it's like, it's She's actually going to make me, herself. it's going to make me gag. I know, eyes. I know, I know. It really is sick. 
Um, oh my god, I'm so sorry, but so it's disgusting. Real. That idea uh, of like a mouthful of fake spiff and then leaning in with something in your mouth to kiss somebody. I know because you're holding it like you're oh like. Oh my god, keep talking yeah. about it. She's gonna throw it's up. Sick. Right, we <laughs> want to keep talking about. It. But I um, no, I've had to do a bunch of weird kisses or like kisses where they're like make it a good one, sort of, where someone's like, "Can you really do it this time?" That's and the it's worst. like. Yeah. Okay, and then you look at the other person, you're like, okay, and then you just like really do it, but it's like, geez, like it's just a weird job. Yeah, it's, it's a, a weird job. job. <laughs> That's the thing. You're at work. You're at yeah. work. Yeah, it's like it's just it's weird. Yeah, yeah. Well, Carrie Russell was very, very nice and took my hand and kind of. Guided I, re- me I the really whole appreciate way. that. And when I've definitely had situations where I've been so grateful for extra communication, and as I as, as I you know, work more and more, I feel like I get more confident saying like, here's how we're going to do this and whatever. But I definitely, mm-hmm. in the first times doing that kind of stuff, didn't say anything and felt more like I'm just gonna, in my own little world as we like prepare for this moment and then we have to do it and blah, you know. We talk a lot about moms on this podcast and how important they are to us. Absolutely. Without Jen Fischel, what pictures would we post on our social media? But above and beyond all the incredible mom things they did for us, laundry, dinners, let us travel to Los Angeles alone to chase our dreams of acting. Will, what what else was your mom doing? Uh, my mom was also running all three courts in Connecticut while authoring books. Wow. Well, whether your mom was a legal trailblazer or just the greatest source of inspiration and care in the world, this Mother's Day, she deserves some flowers. You are right. And that's why I'm sending mine farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And while I'm teaching you things, how about 25% off your entire books order so you can join us in treating our mothers to a beautiful arrangement? Love it. Here's why I like the Books Company. They are different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. That's really cool. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Your mom is unique, so she deserves flowers just as special. And Books is simple. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to Books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code WORLD. Books promo code world. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job, not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment Professionals can be as easy as a phone call. And one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. As a podcast focused on reliving memories from our past, I can tell you firsthand, as you get older, your memory just isn't as reliable as it used to be. 
Yeah, if we didn't have Will here, there would be a lot of dead air. <laughs> that is true, Robert. Well, guys, since I know you need a little help, you're going to love Legacy Box. It's the safest way to digitize your home videos and pictures, even when you think you don't have a way to watch them anymore. Oh, this is perfect, especially with Mother's Day right around the corner. It really is the perfect gift for the whole family, whether it's a sweet 16 or college graduation. First steps or performing a Backstreet Boys dance in between scenes on your childhood network sitcom. This is the way to reconnect with your history. The process is so easy. You just fill your legacy box with old VHS or camcorder tapes, pictures, negatives, film reels. I mean, they even work with over 15 different types of analog media, so they have you covered. Then you just send the box back and their team professionally digitizes everything by hand in the U.S. And you'll get it all back on the cloud or on a thumb drive along with your originals. I recently sent off my first box to Legacy Box and I got into my old storage unit and found about 40 tapes, all different media. And I was able to label each one and send it off. I cannot wait to see what these tapes hold. Jensen and I also recently got some of his home videos digitized and being able to hear his parents' voices again has been a real gift. So join over 1.5 million families that have trusted Legacy Box with their memories. Go to LegacyBox.com slash world to save 60% during their best Mother's Day sale ever. It's time to connect with your past and make sure those memories are preserved properly. That's LegacyBox.com slash world. So it's strange to me. We've talked about it a little, but it's very strange that in the 90s, kissing on a kid's TV show was a totally normal thing. Yep. And now it does not seem to be the case, right? No. Like family sitcoms, I don't think it have this component. Why is that? I mean, because it's not like we've gotten more conservative. Uh, is it? Is it because we've actually gotten, like there's more access to porn so like we don't like people don't like you watch a kid's show you don't need uh to watch people kissing you can go find that somewhere else like, like even kids you know, can find it and like, there's so many shows exactly. that are beyond their yeah. age it's right. like because exactly. the accessibility of that kind of content has been like c- completely enabled right culturally like we can find if if kids want to find watch people kissing i guess you can search for that right so on but back then it seemed like you were servicing the idea of like like all being slightly lascivious, like be, like having it be a little sexy, and that was like part of the woo. For, but now well, that would just seem out of place. Like it's just like go, I'm not watching the show for that. You know, I wonder if it's because it was like TGIF. If you think of that, like families gathering around to watch it, so you want to like give something for everyone. It's like there might be the right. 17 year old kid sitting there, there might be an eight year old, there might be a dad exactly. and mom and whatever. So it's like that it was like you're pleasing a bunch of different audiences in one that's, show which we don't really yeah. need to do quadrants. now that's yeah. what i was yeah. gonna say it's it's it, there's no more for lack of a better phrase in between shows it's either mm-hmm. disney channel or it's um you know a, a family show like a like um what was the uh the, the modern family yeah it's like the right. idea where it's kind of like in between now so just like lauren's saying where it's like kind of teenagers people and making out on modern family well they no, no they, they take it even farther they talk about sex and she got pregnant they talk and they about go, it but do you watch people yeah, i'm genuinely yeah, curious walk, yes okay. there was there was an episode where where you know they you walk in and the parents were were in making yeah we might have to something. dub this we're in i mean like literally <laughs> oh, okay okay and it's like it's like so it's one of those things where okay, i that's guess on they go a, there that's on a show <laughs> i mean that's on a television show i would have believed you Without the description. (laughs) (laughs) I believed you when you said that, yes, they go there. But But can I throw out another suggestion or another idea that maybe is there a possibility and maybe this is just my hopeful, wishful thinking, but like, is there a part of it that also is about that the people writing the content are now uncomfortable asking real 12, 13, 14, 15 year olds? I was thinking that as well. Because I know that when I, I I do think that's a part of it because I know that when I have been on sets, the conversation around, well, we would never ask a child to do that. Well, we would never have, we would never like, we're not doing that because that's an uncomfortable thing to ask any 14 year old to do is now they weren't asking that. No, they weren't asking that question. We were actors. It didn't matter whether or not we were uncomfortable or comfortable with it. Whatever the writer wrote is what you, you did. And Mm -hmm. you were made to feel that if you did have some, if something did make you uncomfortable, it was inappropriate for you to express that you weren't really supposed to say, I don't want, I don't want to do this. I don't want to feel comfortable. You're a prop as an actor. Basically you say the words that we use do what's written on this page, no questions asked. Having autonomy as a child actor is very difficult. Yeah. You know, it, it, you you yeah. you start to believe that if you if you stand up for yourself or do or do not want to do something or do or do not want to say a certain line a certain way or whatever, you feel like you're making waves and you feel like you're 
part of a problem. And it's and it's so unhealthy, you know. And I, well, see, I you know I just started not listening. Right. I mean, you guys you would always make older. fun of me at the note mm-hmm. session because yeah. I would always go, I'd get notes and I go, okay, okay. Yeah. And you guys would joke with me later, like uh, you and Ben would walk by and go like, okay, okay. Not yep. knowing that <laughs> what I was actually doing was just going, all right, and then I'm going to do it however the hell I want to do it. Yeah. And that's right. just what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. So that, I mean, that was, there's a great, kind of freedom in that where it's like at the end of the day i'm the one standing in front of the camera so unless you're going to walk out onto the set and move my mouth i'm going to say it the way i want to say it mm-hmm. um which which some but in the meantime we're going to keep you after the show is over and keep doing this scene over and over and over again so so will for what you're saying is like you were in a battle of wills and no, they were going abs- to keep going until you made absolutely. it funny absolutely but so, that came later the, the oak just saying okay and doing it my own yep. way probably wasn't until about fourth or fifth season i mean that was like later in the day where i was like i got this now and so i'll listen to your notes but i'm gonna do it the way that i want to do it um and that was i got that from bill and rusty and I mean, you saw when they got notes they were like all right and then yeah. they go and rehearse. And it was like, let's really blah, 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 blah. And so there was like the power grab. I don't even, it wasn't even a power grab. It was just trying to balance it again, where it was just kind of like, okay, we're not, we're, we're past the point of just put the words in my mouth, um, which was, which was crazy. We talk a lot about moms on this podcast and how important they are to us. Absolutely. Without Jen Fischel, what pictures would we post on our social media? But above and beyond all the incredible mom things they did for us, laundry, dinners, let us travel to Los Angeles alone to chase our dreams of acting. Will, what what else was your mom doing? Uh, My mom was also running all three courts in Connecticut while authoring books. Wow. Well, whether your mom was a legal trailblazer or just the greatest source of inspiration and care in the world, this Mother's Day, she deserves some flowers. You are right. And that's why I'm sending mine farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And while I'm teaching you things, how about 25% off your entire books order so you can join us in treating our mothers to a beautiful arrangement? Love it. Here's why I like the Books Company. They are different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. That's really cool. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Your mom is unique, so she deserves flowers just as special. And Books is simple. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to Books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code WORLD. Books promo code world. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job, not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. 
Interviewing with Express employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call. And one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. Summer is steadily approaching, and you know what that means. Wearing a shirt at the beach so I don't look like a sad radish for the entire vacation? Okay, maybe. Being thirsty? Yes, Ryder, you got it. It is time to go outside and bask in the glory that is sunshine with barbecues and hikes and trips to exotic locations. With your shirt on? Yes, with your shirt on. It is time to jump into a camper van with your son and your wife and... Torture everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with all these summer activities, it's so important that you stay hydrated. And we're here to tell you all about Liquid IV. It has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. You just rip open a packet and pour it into your water and bam, you're hydrating with electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. But most importantly, it tastes good. It's so easy and perfect after a workout, which I do to replenish after a nice long run. And you can travel with Liquid IV right there in your pocket. Add it to a water on a flight or after a big night when you need just a little assistance to get up in the morning. Tear, pour, live more. One stick plus 16 ounces of water hydrates better than water alone. And with sugar-free flavors like white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime, you can't miss. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code WORLD at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code WORLD at liquidiv.com. Hey, this is Bobby Brown, and I'm relaunching my podcast, The Important Things. What's important to me is everything from how to live my life, how to run my business, what to do if I feel anxious, what to do if I'm overwhelmed. Certainly, I will tackle a lot of the issues about getting older. I will tackle with curiosity a lot of the issues about what should we be eating because everyone tells us something different. And I'm just curious how other really busy, interesting women get things done. My first episode is Giada De Laurentiis, who is adorable and gave such great information. Talk to Jenna Elfman, Gabby Reese. I mean, come on. The woman knows everything. Talk to Jillian Michaels, and that's going to be a great one. I hope that you will come along for the ride because it's been really fun to do this. So listen to the important things with Bobby Brown wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, so we have... So Sean comes in wearing a funny hat and a vest. Now that's where I can chime in. Funny hat. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, if we are really going to get to that, what's up with the hat? The hat and the vest. It's oh. cute. Giant hat. That's three. But the hat is like it's three. It's a, yeah. a giant. You know they were the just hat. like let's 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 say they went fishing as boldly as it possible. It was very goofy. And it movie. was like that. Yeah. yeah, it was goofy movie. It was. This it was is like, actually a very. I would say this scene is one of the most sitcommy scenes ever. From start to finish, like ever, all the woos, the kissing, the jokes themselves, Eric, the lip master. Mm-hmm. It, this feels like uh, this feels like the show Boy Meets World was most of the time not. Do you know what right. I mean? Yeah. This is like yeah, yeah. this is 80s. us kind of failing to distinguish ourselves from pretty mainstream, like not great sitcoms. This yeah. is like joke, 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 near, near, near. So yeah, that me Even showing Alan, up in that like, gear nice, was like, of course, like, nice of course, job. like yeah. Alan's like congratulating him on kissing her. That part was kind of weird. Nice. But I did get a laugh uh, from Corey at the end, like, you kissed a Feeny, or what did he say? He swaps bit with a Feeny. Swaps bit with a Feeny. It was real though, Categorizing her as, yo, I know, I know. (laughs) Categorizing her as like a Feeny, though, was just great, because it's like, she's so cute. It's like, that's just a funny way. It is. It was a funny way of thinking about it. Calling her a feeny is really cute. Um, so this is the first reference to Sean eating so much. Did you guys catch that? Yeah. I was like, yes. oh, they actually did write it in because we've talked about it on the show. I'm, I'm always eating in scenes, and this was it was actually written in. So I guess it was a character. It was a character that thing made. that you probably right. were not eating at home, and so everywhere right. so you ate were, all the worms and you, everything. Yeah, right. you were always eating. It's pretty funny. But going um, back to you being the the most adjusted actor already, you actually ate in scenes. And right. I mean, to the point where all actors, when they, I was literally maybe an hour before we came on this podcast watching an episode of Sopranos, 
and these amazing multi-award winning actors are pushing their food around oh, yeah. with their but that's fork. That's good, man. That's what so, good acting is. No, no, I, no, but, no but no, when you really go, sometimes it really works. Like I was just watching something, I can't remember what it was, and it was a more recent thing, and the girl was like, I mean, I, I'm gonna eat all these donuts. And I was like, No, she's not. And then she stood there with a donut and she literally picked off a corner of a donut. I was like, hey. I was like, Shove a donut in your mouth. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to need you to shove Be one donut in your mouth. Being. Like, yeah. Exactly. You actually ate. And they're all, all these shows, we just, you push around the food with your fork. That's I all agree. you do. You push I agree. I like to see people eating. I really do. Yeah. I, it's I, real. It's great. Yeah. I like it. Well, maybe, maybe I would agree with you, but I have PTSD from boy. No, and it makes you sick. I mean, I've definitely gone for it. Like, I, on, I was on the show Good Girls and I had to eat some donuts and shove them in my mouth as part of my character being like sloppy. And I just kept going. But I, by the end, I was like spitting them out and like, it was, it's just, just getting disgusting. Yeah. It's like, you know, you, you can commit to a point, but true. It's the pu- it's the push around and the fork shake. The fork shake mm-hmm. is big. You put one piece of food on your fork <laughs> and you shake it over the plate as if that is fake eating. And it's as you're doing your line, you're just shaking your fork. And that it's is like, a common one. The moving of the fork. Yeah. yeah. It's very strange. But Ryder, you always ate. Very impressive. So Corey tells Alan he didn't go to Baltimore with grandma because she didn't show up. And then we move into the kitchen and there are hundreds of muffins everywhere. And uh, Alan tries them and says they're a little dry. He says he's been in Corey's shoes before with grandma not showing up. And he tells a story about grandma not turning in his permission slip in school so he couldn't go on a school field trip. And so we go we go from the least Boy Meets World scene to the most Boy Meets World scene. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like this is what made the show special. Rusty's performance, giving this monologue, the casualness of them just sitting down and having this con- without like the special music playing, like you were saying, yeah. like there is there's an effortlessness to this scene, and it's uh, it's diffusing, right? It's diffusing all the tension. It's telling mm-hmm. Corey like you're spinning out, dude. Like you're just being a kid right now, and and I'm going to tell you this life lesson, but it's going to be relaxing. It's not like yeah. it's not like you're in trouble. It's not like any you know anything anybody did anything wrong. This is just life, kid. And that it's like such a great tone. It, it it's creates- also not from Feeny, which I like. Yeah, it's, right. there's not you, we don't yeah. get a lesson from Feeny at all in this episode. It felt like the kind of lesson that I wish more people gave. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I feel like it's not something that you hear very often. Um, like it, I just think a lot of shows would have made that a big, dramatic, sad thing that his grandma's like this. Maybe when she comes back in, they have like a heart to heart and she explains right. why she's like this or something. And it was just more like he got to kind of accept it and he just and he accepted it really well. Like he just was like, OK, well, yeah, not to be the person who always has like the therapy background on the whole thing. Yeah, No, please. <laughs> but like. I think the thing that is the most interesting to me about this scene is that it's all about POV. And we regularly tell ourselves stories about our lives. And Alan could have very well, and he would have been correct if his POV had been, my mom always abandoned me. Mm -hmm. When I needed my mom, she wasn't there. And in big important moments in my life, I couldn't count on her. That's a POV. That's a POV from his experience he could have had. It's the same POV Corey could have now. My grandmother made me a promise about something I was so excited about. And when I trusted she her, let she let me down. Right. Or the same exact situation from just a different POV, a different story we could tell ourselves is... Grandma is flawed. And sure, she may not be there after she's promised to be there. But on the other hand, the moments when she's made it up to me, the other moments when she is there for me are so salient to me because they were so special. And that my mom wasn't watching the, you know, the the takeoff. She was watching me. And I knew she was watching me. That made me cry. Yes. That was good. Like, it's a, it's a, it's great. It's it's a great description, Danielle. It's not, and I would I would just add. It's also redirecting to the relationship versus a a very specific experience, right? Like right. I'm not going to hold on to one memory. I'm going to hold on to this relationship ongoing. Like I could hold a grudge, or or I could just let that one go because I know there's another one coming that that's going to be great. And so it's it's redirecting from you know this one specific memory or this one loss. To you, it's better to have a relationship with this person yeah. in yes. the long run. And you that's can't love people beautiful. in slices. You take the whole thing no. or you don't. Yeah. And there will right. be conflict. 
in every relationship, there will be conflict. And it doesn't mean that that person is bad or that relationship is necessarily bad. It's just that there will be conflict and there will be moments of being let down in every relationship. And, mm-hmm. and it, it, it doesn't need to be, you can tell it, you can tell a story to yourself that could make it way worse than it is. Or you could tell the story to yourself. That's much more like, this is the person, these are their flaws and I love them anyway. And here are some great things about them. I just, it was like, it was, um, I just thought it was a very, uh, well thought out POV for them to have, Mm -hmm. not only just to see how well established and, and, um, like what a, what a great, well-rounded person Alan is, but also that that's the story he's going to pass on to Corey about his grandmother Mm -hmm. instead of, you know, your grandma's going to let you down a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I really, Mm -hmm. every time we watch these shows now, I really wish I had understood how good Rusty was when we were yeah. doing these episodes. I know. Yeah. He's so good. And I wish well, you know, I, I something got that. I thought about, something I thought about earlier when we were talking about Betsy, um, uh, uh, something that happens on a sitcom set often is uh, you. everybody gets so obsessed with the jokes, with the comedy, with the beats. It starts to become who's getting the biggest laughs, who's getting, you know, and, and not like in a bad way. It's mostly supportive. It's mostly like, oh, my God, did you see what Will's doing this week? Did you see what Ben's doing this week? And we would be we would be aware of the sort of bigger swings that people are taking comedy wise that we would totally as a community overlook the more subtle, basic performances that somebody like Betsy is doing in this episode, which is just as hard, by the way. But I bet you more than anything, Betsy was probably disappointed as an actor often that she didn't get more laughs, that she Mm -hmm. wasn't being written a better role. Because when you're on a sitcom, you keep thinking, well, where am I going to get my chance to like get a joke in or, you know, get a laugh or have a whole episode about me. But the reality is she's wonderful in this episode. She's very small part, but she's wonderful. And same with like Rusty. I feel like we probably just breezed over this scene in our minds because it wasn't like as funny as you throw in the bag, you know? So like that week, what would we talk about the next week? We're not sitting around going, Rusty's monologue. And you know, you just totally take it for granted. But the reality is it's genius because it's so understated, so simple, so believable. And you know, this could have been so cheesy in the hands of a wrong actor. Like it's a a monologue on a sitcom, but he nails it. He just throws it away. One of the things I was thinking about, which was interesting. And again, I don't know why my mind went to this place was they easily could have made it Betsy's mom and given Betsy a better role this week. Oh yeah. Like it could have been Betsy giving the lesson. It could have been Betsy giving the monologue. And cause, cause now Alan has done that in a number of episodes yeah. and it yeah. easily could have been an episode where they really let good Betsy's call, character no, they shine. Were, they were, yeah, they were very focused and, on father. And they, son, that would have been good male, casting male. for her mom too. Yes. Yeah. yeah it would have been yeah. great. And it would have, it would have actually, you know, taking Betsy's character to the next level, but it was Alan again, which again, he nailed it, of course, but that went through mm-hmm. my head was like, huh, right, that is why a choice. Not break the Betsy character here, break, break the Amy character here. And yeah. they just didn't. The answer is, That's I think good. a lot of male writers and a lot of um, <laughs> boy POV and, and the, that boy on our show, the boy POV was very heavy, heavily reliant on his relationship with his father, yeah. more yeah. so than or the his relationship. his male teacher. And his male teacher and his, <laughs> yeah. and his, and his male, male best friend. His Wait, male guys brother. know and his everything. Male You're yeah. right. You know what? That is what it is. <laughs> so, yeah, I, just, I don't know why that hit me, but I was like, man, I, w- I would have broken the Amy character. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to, I don't okay. really want to break this open, but man, it felt like a side yard. When that okay, I when was gonna bring it up, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to get into uh, a fight with anyone here. I, it, I was like, "Wait, where are the mums? Where's the car? Well, okay, this can't be the I backyard the if they're thing. running out Except, there." Okay, got a lot of questions about we, how she pulled up and came in. I did got, you see that when she ran out? A lot of questions. She ran out and did. I thought if she went to the right, downstage, you know, toward camera. Yes. That right. then it could have been a side yard, like that's where she pulled up because he's talked about the mums being right there in the area where we do right. those scenes over the fence. But instead, right. she ran toward the back, the treehouse. The treehouse. She ran upstage toward the treehouse, which Whoa, makes I me don't think get that at all. Which, Hold which, on. So she. So that means that her car was probably either in the front of Feeney's house, like exactly. further to the right. Exactly. Like maybe there's a driveway that backs. Camera right. Yes, camera right. Okay. 
I'm not. I saying have always anything. thought it was a side yard Thank my you. whole okay. life. Okay, and then I, but I was like, I'm gonna watch this episode. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna try to do the math on this. Listen, the truth is, it's a very weirdly designed setup because. Yeah. White writer says the front door of the Matthews house where Rue McClanahan walked into thunderous applause is directly opposite that back door, which means that is a backyard. However, there are also double doors in the living room that go out to somewhere. So what does that go out to? And I'm picturing, so like when I'm picturing looking at it just as like my brain's just filling it in, it's like I'm seeing, I'm looking from the front. Right, that's how, like, what I you think. think. Right. You, but then, you're looking from the front of the house. Right, like my brain's filling in that wall. Right. Being the front. That doesn't like, make sense because they're coming in. But I also door. know many people use the side door to enter their home. So it's like, this is not uncommon. Yeah. So maybe it's a side door. But it front feels door like a front the door. Exterior? It feels like a front it door. It's coming. red. Yeah. Yeah. I think it I matches know. the just, exterior of the house. To me, it's also, I. It to me, it just, in my head, maybe it's an East Coast thing, you know, different than a West Coast thing, but... Our, we never call somebody who lived behind us our neighbor. It's mm. like, our, I live next to my teacher. He's my neighbor. Yeah. That to me I means call everybody who's around everybody, me. Exactly. Yeah, everyone. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I never, it's always yeah. like, oh, no, they live behind us or they're my neighbor. That's always how we would say it. I think this so episode kind of changed it for me where I was like, it's a backyard. But I was also wondering, did the fence ever get higher? I was so surprised by how low the fence was. No, it was a low it fence didn't. the whole it time. It stayed there the whole mm-hmm. time, right? It was yeah, low. I think they so. wanted it's an intimate to be neighborly relationship. Yeah. It really is. <laughs> it's also a tiny backyard. I mean, that's if that's the backyard, it's that's true. Yeah, I think it's let's let's be honest. It's the '90s. It was whatever was convenient in the moment. Yeah. Is <laughs> no what one figured exactly. any no of this one out. Cares. Nobody thought No one cares. We were we were <laughs> yeah. buying anything. So um, uh, it's the sackyard. We get this I'll amazing scene. We get this amazing scene with with Alan and Corey, and then. The Winnebago shows up again. We hear La Cucaracha. Grandma comes in and tells Corey that something came up. He says it's okay that they didn't go. Eric then runs in and says, uh, quick, Dad, if Feeney comes in here, I've been in my room for the last 20 minutes. Sure enough, Feeney comes walking in and he says that Eric and his hormones need to stay inside the house. And Grandma stands up and, and says, I will vouch that he's been in his room. And um, Feeney says, well, that's impossible because your car just ran over my mums. And that's pretty much the end. She runs out to go, I guess, what? Run over Move more of car. his mums? More, yeah, yeah, she wants to run over more, more of the mums. Yeah. I would love to have seen some type of real scene, not just that, but like a real scene between Bill Daniels and Rue McClanahan. I know. Two yeah. just yeah. old school actors, like some scene of just the two of them to me would have been awesome. I wonder what their relationship was. I wonder if they knew each other before. I don't this. know. We I mean, just, just knowing the, how, how small Hollywood is, especially back then, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they had worked together and knew each other. But that seemed like a missed opportunity for me. And I understand yeah. that it's a kid's show and, you know, two older people on some might not, well, whatever. But that to me as an actor, I was like, man, I would love to have seen them, you know. Something yeah. more than what, and their we characters saw. would have been good Great. at odds with each other too, oh, yeah. because she was like Great. freewheeling and having fun. Well, and that's and he, why yeah. I wondered after watching that, I was like, I wonder if she was supposed to be recurring, and like, I wonder why that didn't happen because she she was such a great character she could have yeah. gone at odds I mean she could have been at odds with anybody on the show so I wouldn't be surprised if they tried you yeah. know I mean that's one of those negotiation things like yeah, she had one week she got back, paid a yeah. certain amount and then she was like no I'm good I'm good no, thanks yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so then reason. our yeah. tag Corey and Sean are on the bed admiring Corey's baseball card that grandma got him from a swap meet and Sean says that his grandma must really love him because that car, card is about $150 and Corey realizes that it's possible she what killed a man in Reno just to watch him die. <laughs> um, this made me laugh though, because anyone who knows Ryder Strong, the idea that he has baseball card <laughs> knowledge at his fingertips is oh, yeah. so not Ryder. <laughs> that I would have had at this point I would have had garbage pail kid knowledge. <laughs> right. That was the only card I ever collected as magic, a kid. I did I had a big garbage pail kid collection. I, I organized it. I thought it would be worth money someday. It probably would be worth money, and I can't find it. I have it no is. idea where it was. <laughs> they are actually worth yeah, money. Yeah, they right? are, right? Yeah. I should have kept them. And then Magic the Gathering cards came later. Not at this point, yeah. but I would have been collecting Magic within. No, wait. At this point, it probably was already It was beta Magic. probably by then. Yeah, because I no, I was in Unlimited. I bought, okay. I bought my first packs during Unlimited Magic the Gathering. So if somebody wants to backdate that and find out 
Um, I, so I would have been playing Magic. This was November of 93. I think I was already playing Magic. All right. Anyway, those are the cards <laughs> I would have cared about. But that was so funny. <laughs> Ryder talking like, no, this card, Cal Ripken. I, I was know. like, he, did, has, yeah, he had he to has, look no. up what Cal Ripken even was. But Ryder, <laughs> oh, yeah. your hair is glorious in this scene. <laughs> Thank it's you. really got a lot going on. I was like actually pretty surprised by it because I felt like I remembered it more as a straight mushroom situation, but it had like depth and curl yeah. and wave. Mm-hmm. It's really where I noticed they they straightened his hair with the round brush and yeah. the and it was so shiny. It wow. was it was real and it was long. I felt like maybe you needed a haircut here, but it looked great. Yeah. Thanks. It was yeah. really it was really, really classic. Thanks. It was really Thanks. great. Well, Lauren, um, I'm so thankful that you were here with us this week. And uh, where can we find you? Where can we watch you? Also, I want to talk to you really briefly. You have an animated show coming up, right? Called <gasps> yeah. Bad Crimes. Can you yeah. tell us about that? Yeah, it's really fun. It's um, it's me and Nicole Byer, who is one of my good friends and also is just so hilarious. She's also the host of Nailed It, if people watch that on Netflix. But um, she's on five trillion shows. I think she had five billboards on Ventura at the same time recently. Jeez. I was like, this is not... Fair, what's happening? <laughs> um, but she deserves it. But we are. It's like a. It's like a send up of like SVU and stuff like that. So it's like a. It, we're detectives solving crimes, but we're really raunchy and like you know nasty women. <laughs> it's really fun. Where, um, but that'll where be on else can we see you? Where can we find you? Tell us your socials. Give us all that information. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lauren Lapkus and my podcast, Freedom and Newcomers that I do with Nicole Byer, where we watch things we've never seen. We've been covering all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and mercifully it's oh, coming fun. to an end soon and I cannot <laughs> wait. Um, it's wow. been so much. So yeah, much to like watch. 12 movies. Yeah. 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 We watched 20. We've watched 20 movies. Um, and there's 27 though. So we're Did not. Did you guys watch them? Really? Did you watch them in chronological order yes, or release yes, date? Oh, chronological. Yes. Okay. Uh, or release date. Oh, release date order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Not chronological. So I'm sure there's back. Yeah. yeah there's yeah, a whole formula to, for starting yeah. with Captain America. You got to go yeah, back to Wonder Woman. Well, you're you know. going to have to go back and do it again then. And I I'll think be you're happy right. to sit yeah, next to you the I'll whole understand. time. <laughs> okay, good. You're a fan. You love that stuff. I mean, I'm getting into it. I'm I'm finding a lot of joy um, where I can. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad my son hates all things Marvel. And That's, that has just made my life so much easier. I know. We did Star Wars for an episode. And I was like, if I have children who love Star Wars, I guess at least. I'll know what this is now because I've been avoiding it my entire life and I'm afraid. But wait, you had never seen the original Star Wars, mm-hmm. the '77 A New Hope. Whoa, mm-hmm. Lauren! So you oh, really Lauren. were more of a TV kid, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It and seems not like really a fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so yeah, those are my podcasts. And then I don't know. You can just watch me on random show. Good Girls is all streaming on Netflix, and I I really enjoyed being on that show. And my movie The Wrong Missy is on Netflix, and. That's that's it. We'll see what happens next. You're just know. you're so talented, and I love you, and I love being Thank a mom. I love you too. with you. Me too. It's so Lauren awesome. has the cutest baby girl who's about to be one. I still need to RSVP to your party. We're coming. Oh yeah. Oh good. Great. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you have the cutest children in the world, and it's been so great having you like guide me in so many moments with new baby. Oh my god, it's crazy. Babies. All right. Babies. Well, um, thank you for listening. You can follow us at Pod Meets World Show on Instagram. You can email us your thoughts at Pod Meets World Show at gmail.com. And also, we've got merch. We've merch. got t-shirts at podmeetsworldshow.com. There are, I think, three shirts that you guys can get. Lauren, you let me know which one is your favorite. We'll oh, make sure right. we get I'll you a shirt. Googling. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and Lauren, you know, also just thank you so much for, this was your idea for us to start this podcast. And it's really, it's, oh my when God. I just threw that one. out there a few years ago um, <laughs> after that con, I was like, you know. <laughs> People don't know that, but it was really yeah. Lauren's thank idea. Thank you for that. So thank, thank you for, you for that, this. And um, you're so welcome. And I'm so glad you're doing it. And we I owe it all to you. my royalties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But now to the audience, we love you all. Pod dismissed. Pod Meets World is an iHeart podcast produced and hosted by Daniel Fischel, Will Friedell, and Ryder Strong. Executive producers, Jensen Karp and Amy Sugarman. Executive in charge of production, Danielle Romo. Producer and editor, Tara Sudbach. Producer, Lorraine Vurez. Engineer and Boy Meets World superfan, Easton Allen. Our theme song is by Kyle Morton of Typhoon. Follow us on Instagram at podmeetsworldshow or email us at podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. 
Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. When I'm on my way to drop off the kids at school and I'm on about five hours of sleep and I haven't had my coffee yet, I'm truly one of a kind. Yeah, this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. It is. But there is one thing I can do immediately to bring some comfort and calm to the situation and keep me moving forward. Eat Keebler Sandies. I like to think that if the good-looking guy was still around, sitting on the couch, comforting himself about not getting into college, he'd ditch the Cocoa Puffs and down some Keebler Sandies instead. Mixed with chocolate syrup? Ooh, why not? When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat to keep you going. Each Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for Keebler Sandies shortbread cookies to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303 mile range, available two-way charging and other category defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions, and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only.